Hello there. I am so very sorry that I've had to take a wee bit of a break. As you know, I did return home uh, on the 7th of November and uh, I've been spending the time trying to get reacclimated and uh, I'm back to work, albeit most likely on a part-time basis tomorrow. And then I have to go back to Boston for procedure on uh, in the next two weeks. So it's been kind of crazy. I haven't even unpacked the suitcases yet. Uh, granted, most of that is because uh, there are Christmas presents for the kids in the bags and uh, I can't seem to um, get rid of them long enough to be able to put their Christmas presents elsewhere. Uh, it is wonderful to be back home. It is wonderful to be back with the kids. Um, yes, they are a bit loud. Yes, they are a bit boisterous. I do have to get used to that again, but uh, it is wonderful to, to have them around me again. So I, I am so thankful and grateful for that. So we are on episode 11, and this episode is about the advice that I would give to others facing a similar situation. And um, I'm going to focus more so this episode on uh, definitely pursuing getting on to the transplant list uh, for this particular episode. And in the future, I might um, do a, an episode related to... Uh, some other things that I uh, wish that I would I had known, and that that would be an ad- advice. I, in fact, I will write that down right now um, to to provide now. Um, and I'm saying that because I had an advantage. My mom had her first transplant when I was about 12 years old, so I grew up knowing an awful lot about transplants. And as I got older and closer to you know, having to uh, go on dialysis and have a transplant, my mom was able to provide me with a great deal of information. So I did not go into this blindly. I had a very positive attitude about um, transplantation uh, because I had a positive role model. And I mean, I, I when I talk about I had a positive role model, I mean, my mom pursued another degree while she was on dialysis and had the transplant and, um, and, you know, living life post-transplant. She pursued another degree in addition to the degree that she did when she was, you know, after high school. So whenever I have felt down and, you know, oh my goodness, this is overwhelming. I often say, but my mom did a degree so I can get through this. And, you know, I've done a lot of amazing things in my life as well uh, because of the fact that I know that, you know, it is possible if you put your mind to it and you set that goal and you work towards that goal. And I have that attitude because my mom um, showed me that it was possible. So um, sometimes when you do go on dialysis, um, you know, you feel like life is over. And, um, you know, I sort of looked at it as a holding pattern until the, you know, until I was able to have the transplant. Now, I went through the preparations for transplant uh, to get onto the transplant list before I ended up on dialysis. Um, I got onto the transplant list in August of 2016. I didn't go on dialysis until uh, November of 2016. And, um, you know, it, I, at that point in time, I looked at it as a holding pattern, but 
even as I was on dialysis, I decided that I could not put my life on hold. You know, yes, I was tired. Yes, it became difficult to do some things, you know, playing with my kids, running about. I mean, I danced for the first year. I danced and taught for the first year that I was on the transplant list. Um, the second year, it just got a, you know, a little bit difficult, particularly as my hip started acting up. So, you know, but, and I held off on traveling in my first year on dialysis. And part of it was, I was a bit nervous about, um, you know, having to arrange dialysis overseas, but then my, my uncle passed away and I had to arrange dialysis overseas. And, um, and it, it worked out pretty well. So then I was motivated to plan dialysis overseas for this past summer when I visited my brother. And then I, uh, then I was sort of like, I had to go on a business trip and I planned dialysis overseas for that. And I mean, that dialysis treatment took place in Paris. Uh, people, the people in the unit, um, you know, barely spoke English. But, you know, I was able to get through it. So I, you know, went through this whole process where, you know, this is not going to hold me back. I still need to live my life. I still need to do what needs to be done. But I was also very cognizant that, you know, while dialysis was, you know, got you through life, you know, it still was a bit of a, you know, you had to find four hours to be able to go to dialysis and I was going at 4 30 in the morning so that I could have my full day and uh you know which meant I was very tired an awful lot so I knew that you know I needed to keep my eyes on that price on that transplant now um, my advice is that you know you need to become somewhat comfortable talking about you know what you're going through I was encouraged to find a live donor. And uh, I had a conversation with my mom about it um, because she was sort of like, how do you do that? How do you tell people, you know, how do you ask people, you know, consider, you know, donating a kidney to them? And I, for me, you, if, and particularly for those of you who followed my um, um, uh, PKD um, page, um, you know, I, I used education as a way in which to, you know, have dialogue with, with people who, you know, were interested in learning more and who wanted to know what they could do to help. And I did have friends who stepped forward and said that they were willing to be tested to see if they could donate. And while my eventual transplant was not due to any of my friends who came forward to be tested, um, you know, the thing is, if that was a success, I also would have been able to um, have my other PKD kidney removed during the time of the transplant. And that would have allowed me, you know, one less surgery. I'm now going to have to wait six months um, until April of next year to have uh, my remaining PKD kidney taken out. But, um, you know, that was sort of like the motivation to try to figure out how to have those conversations. So, you know, during National Kidney Week, during um, the, um, you know, um, PKD Awareness Week and stuff like that, I tried to put out information about, you know, what I was dealing with. 
and that, you know, transplantation allows you to have, you know, close to a regular life. Um, I mean, you know, remember, it's not a cure. Uh, it is it is a treatment, but it's a treatment that allows you to get back to, you know, a lot of your regular things. I mean, you're going to be on transplant medication, you know, anti-rejection medication for the rest of your life uh, and for as long as you have your transplanted kidney, which hopefully would be the rest of your life. But, um, you know, the, the thing about it is, remember, it is a treatment. It is not a cure. Um, but, you know, you then start doing research into you know, why it is good to, you know, pursue a transplant. And some people, you know, are afraid to pursue it because they think it's going to be, you know, ridiculously expensive. But remember, it is cheaper for your um, insurance and everything else for you to pursue the transplant than for you to stay on dialysis. So, you know, if you care about, you know, things like that, you know, it becomes very important, you know, you this this treatment option, you know, not only saves you time and, you know, lets you live as much of a, a normal life as is possible, you know, transplant medication aside, you know, anti-rejection medication aside, um, but it also cuts down on those um, insurance costs that, you know, the, your um, insurance company, your, uh, your, your, um, healthcare system is paying for on an annual basis uh, related to that dialysis. Um, the You really need to really think through um, what transplantation will do for you. Um, yes, there's a lot of testing and such that you go through, uh, you know, blood tests, EKGs, uh, uh, as a female, I had to have um, a mammogram. You have to have uh, go to your gynecologist and you know have your pap smears and all that type of stuff. You know they you need to go to your dentist and you know there are all these physical things that you go through for your transplant evaluation. But you also speak with uh, I guess you can say a social worker, and they start asking questions about you know, everything from, you know, do you have family members who you can rely on, you know, after transplant? Um, they want to see where your, your mind is with, with all of this. And, you know, you, you need to think about this before you have the conversations because, you know, sometimes you don't think about how would you deal with this? You know, I, you're not supposed to be lifting anything really heavier than five pounds for that first couple of weeks. How are you going to get through that? Who's going to, you know, help drive you about? If you are like me and have to go overseas, how are you going to deal with, um, you know, being away from home for, for six weeks and things like that? So, you know, it, it, it's always good to think those things through before you actually have to sit down with somebody and uh, have a conversation about it. Um, you know, how do you feel about the fact that, you're going to have to take transplant medic, uh, anti-rejection medications for the rest of your life. Um, how are you going to feel about, you know, you know, what, what, what will this allow you to get back in your life and stuff like that? Um, 
you know, yes, you're going to probably go through a whole new set of emotions when it actually happens, but it's good to start thinking about it. Um, I know that I remember saying to uh, the transplant coordinator that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, the dialysis component of my life is just sort of like, you know, uh, you know, a small um piece of a you know the whole grander scheme of things and I just need to get through that time to get on to the the next part of my life which you know is exactly how I felt but if you think about it you know that's a more positive way to deal with something that you know for some people you know really depresses them and stuff like that so you know think about how would having a transplant change your life um you know what does it do for you to, to go through that. So, um, you know, my last piece of advice, um, you know, outside of the, you know, what it does for you and your time, what it does for you and um, your, your healthcare system, your insurance and all that type of stuff to get you off dialysis, what it does for your, you mentally and such, what does it do for your family? Um, you know, a lot of people, um, don't really think, you know, about, you know, you're, you're oftentimes when you're going through this, you're, you're looking at the impact on your life. You know, you're on dialysis. How does it affect your work life? How does it affect, you know, the things that you have to do? But, you know, you start looking at also how does it affect your family? I mean, in my case, I have two young children. And my, my last year on dialysis, you know, I saw how it was affecting my, my kids. The things that I was doing with my kids, you know, albeit a lot of it was around reading and stuff like that, you know, it, it, it was absolutely heartbreaking at times when I couldn't go and when the boys would want to go riding on their bikes, you know, my husband would have to go with them because I couldn't keep up. I just didn't have the energy uh, or the lung capacity or the strength to be able to to run after them and do stuff like that. You know, they played in the yard with dad. They did stuff in the house with mummy. And, you know, I'm an outside person. I like to do things outdoors and, you know, walking and running and stuff like that. So it was like killing me that I couldn't do things with my kids. It was killing me that I couldn't do things with my, my, my husband. Um, you know, again, we like to get out and go walking and stuff like that. So, you know, how does it change? How would a transplant change your life? You know, my son said to me, he is so looking forward to going on adventures with me again. And I mean, I almost bawled when he said that because he noticed exactly what I was concerned about. That, you know, I look, I was the one who, you know, you did indoor things with mummy. You read books and did crafts and cooked in the kitchen. But, you know, he missed getting out and about and doing adventures with me as well. So think about, you know, what difference does it make in your life, in your family's life? So I do hope that this uh, episode 11, uh, this advice you would give, that I would give to others facing a similar situation, um, you know, facing, you know, should you um, go through the process to be put on the transplant list, I would say, you know, definitely, you know, explore all of these areas and, you know, pursue it. You know, it truly is life changing. I have never been so grateful in my life, um, one, to people who are willing 
to become organ donors to to people who are willing to be be tested to donate to to not only their friends and their family but even you know altruistically to people who they don't even know because they know it'll change their lives and three i'm so grateful to you know the doctors and and such who have you know honed these skills and you know basically have given people a new lease on life so thank you for joining me hopefully i can be um more regular in um these podcasts and thank you for joining me today goodbye